0: Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best selling books and the president of three financial companies.
1: Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, it's all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value, and then we've kind of created solutions around it.
0: He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall.
1: Welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. Each and every week, the goal is to share thought and insight to help you improve your lives. You know, I'll tell you, Randy, each and every week, we have some great stories, great insight, and we got some great guests coming on a little bit later in the show today, folks. You're not going to miss, it's Buck Martinez and Chrissy Webb. They are actually the founders of Student Aces, which is a leadership a nonprofit for leadership of students today so crucial and so needed in our culture today. And Randy, as as we talk about each and every week for folks out there listening in Radio Land or online, you know, a lot of our listeners, Randy, are online. We're seeing that. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're listening out there and you say, "I just don't have the opportunity to tune in at this time," each and every week follow us online. Just go to iTunes. If you've got an iPhone, go to iTunes or your podcast app and search for Wealth and Health Show. Again, Wealth and Health Show. Click subscribe. Or if you have an Android phone, go to your favorite podcast app, whatever that may be. Podcast Addict is a, is a very popular one. You can download that as well. And then just search Wealth and Health Show and click subscribe. Or if you're not sure about all that, just go to leanonthewall.com Click on the radio media tab, and it will help you, guide you on how to subscribe as you scroll down. Of course, at any point in time, if you have questions for us, or if you have a question for the guests on the show, or a question for me, or you just want a second opinion on your wealth, give us a ring, 888-511-WALL. Again, that's 888-511-9255. And I know, Randy, I'll tell you, uh, we just went past a crazy election season. We've moved past it. I don't want to spend much time today talking about what that looks like for the country moving forward, but boy, it's kind of nice for that to be over in some some respects, right? <laughs> well, absolutely. I, th- I watched 60
2: Minutes the other night and everybody said, well, what do you think about the election? They said, let's just get it done. Let's get it over with. Yeah. And, and I yeah. think that's where we're all right now, kind of breathing a sigh of relief. But our whole theme today, and I mean, you're, I'm looking forward to your guests coming in, talking a little mm-hmm. bit about leadership. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's been really really who is going to be the best leader and who is the best leader going forward i think it's important for us to help our kids become good leaders and and foster those kind of abilities because you can lead in a whole bunch of different ways one of them is by example and we want people to have some financial leadership in their life don't we
1: well it's huge and you're absolutely right randy because you know what happens you know people you've heard this saying before Uh, don't tell me, just show me, right? And boy, I'll tell you, my wife was, she really, I quite, quite honestly, in a lot of ways helped me with that, you know, because then a lot of times I'd say, Hey, babe, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And maybe I would do it, but not in the same, Time frame uh, the, that she thought I was going to do it in. You know? <laughs> so uh, now she's she's basically said over the years, listen, don't tell me, just do it, and then mm-hmm. I'll see it. So that's that's kind of what we've adopted, and it's really helped me. And you're right in finances. You know, for the folks listening out there today, you know, they're in a situation where they're saying, okay, where's the market's going to go from here? Is my wealth structured the way it should be? Do I have the level of protection around the wealth that I need? Do I have the kind of estate plan that I have? You know, maybe I've been with a firm for all these years, and I'm in a place where. I'm here, I know the folks, but you know, it's kind of an important thing. I've worked my whole life for what I have or I've inherited what I have and I want to make sure I maximize it well. You know, I think it's important to get a second opinion. So, where you are today is a result of the decisions and I think that comes with financial leadership, life leadership. Just in general, Randy, but where we are today is a result of all of the decisions, small decisions that build up and compound and make big ones, right? And make one big one as a result of those decisions that we've made in the past. And that's so crucial because, folks, you are the one that will live the future for your financial future. You're the one. And and so it's important that you take a step back and say, okay, maybe do I should get a second set of eyes or maybe I am happy, maybe I'm not, You know, just in kind of seeing what's going on out there financially because leadership is crucial and how are you being led? I mean, that's really the key.
2: And learning those lessons when we're young. I mean, when you think yeah. about how you think about money right now mm-hmm. is probably the imprint that was from your parents or somebody, a big influence in yeah. your life. and And those are the ways that you handled your money. And if you didn't have that, you're mm-hmm. gonna need to reach out to somebody to get a little help.
1: Well, it's interesting, Randy, you know, you talk about a blueprint and I, I wrote a book a couple years ago. The title is escaping me right now, but the book was talking about the financial blueprint right? We have all been ingrained, just as you mentioned, with a financial blueprint. So, you know, we're out there and how we perceive money absolutely came from our parents. You know, I grew up in a smaller town in Pennsylvania. Uh, That's where I'm from originally. And you have a blueprint. Now, what's interesting is, is people are going to grow up and they're going to say, okay, look at this person over here. You know, they have this car or they're flying this jet or they have a yacht or they live in this house, or maybe they, they don't have this car. They don't have this jet. They don't have all these things financially, which by the way, folks, Money is nothing more than a library card. That's all it is. It just gives us access. So we need to make sure that we steward it well, manage it well, so we can really maximize what we've been blessed with. But that blueprint we have, right? And that, that dictates how we see money, what we do with the money that we have, and, and realizing, I think, in a lot of ways, Randy, whose money it is. I'm a big believer that to whom much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important. And one of the things that we do when we sit down with folks and go through that planning process is we really ask a lot of discovery questions. We take a lot of time with people and go through and say, you know what, we wanna make sure because you're moving into retirement, most of the folks that we work with are either retired, they've sold a business, they've retired from some profession or from from some sport or whatever it may be. And we're in a situation where we're sitting down and we're saying, okay, let's talk about what this retirement looks like, whether they're young or old is irrelevant. But let's talk about what it looks like because now we're moving into a phase that's different than the phase we were in before. So the focus can't just be grow, 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 grow. It's got to change. And so now we can say, okay, how does the goals that we have in retirement affect or impact or play with your finances. And so that's often why when you hear me talk, Randy, and folks, if you're out there and you're listening to this, you've heard me talk in the past about standard deviation, getting your standard deviation in order, making sure that your ratios are correct. It's not just about running all this analysis. It's about saying, okay, uh, that's part of it, but it's about saying, what are your goals and what can we do to maximize what you're doing to reach those goals? Uh, not just financially, but from the stewardship perspective and all these other aspects, because that's really where that well-rounded approach. I I remember Zig Ziglar always used to talk about your ride in life. You know, Randy, when I sold books door to door, we talked a lot about your ride in life. I mean, mentally, I had to really plug in and uh, get focused because I was in a place where I needed motivation. You know, I was 18, 19, 20 years old, knocking door to door, 80 hours a week in the hot sun, dogs coming at me. <laughs> it was crazy. But it was something where I had to get my mind right. And so Zig talked a lot about your ride in life. How's your spiritual? How's your financial? How's your emotional? How's your physical? What are you doing there? And so that's one of the things that we want to be as we connect with folks financially and help them with their wealth. We don't want to just help them with their money. We want to help them really manage their life well. And uh, I think that's the cool part about the process. When we connect with folks, it's, it's really more of a, a long-term holistic approach talking about everything that could affect them in retirement. Not just where should we put this piece of the portfolio and I think that's so crucial
2: and I think there's an aspect to that in almost every profession that we do I, I mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. as I drive to work every day there's a place where they're they're building and and I'm watching just the you know the plowing down of trees and then mm-hmm. all of the they're building that foundation and they're making sure that that ground is ready for yeah. that particular building and all of the planning that goes into right right from the ground up the dirt yeah. before they build that building and all the planning that if you build something you got to be a planner you got to have as you say a blueprint if you're a coach you got to have a game plan if you're in sales you got to have projections i mean every aspect of what we do has something to do with that planning aspect i don't know why we don't think that our financial life and our future isn't going to take some planning i think people need to wake up to that a little bit
1: well, they certainly do. I mean, you know, it's it's been said that any architect can go to any place with a hole in the ground. And, and by the size of the hole and the depth of the hole, they can tell you how big that building is going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you, you need a strong foundation to go high. You need a strong foundation to go far. You know, I remember uh, once heard about the Kennedy Space Center and talking about all of the grandeur of, you know, when a shuttle takes off and how amazing that is. But was said once before about all of the concrete, you know, the tons and tons and tons of concrete that you don't see because you need a strong foundation to go far. And you're absolutely right. When you look at your finances, you know, a lot of times, Randy, people and we kind of talk about this a lot. But, you know, the idea of your financial house. And we do that for folks, you know, I'm kind of old school. So we use a, we use a notepad and I use a whiteboard and we actually have conversation and not just do a bunch of printout stuff all the time. We'll use that, but I like to have conversation and actually, you know, interact. And so what we do is I build what I call the financial house and you nailed it because, you know, in that financial house, we got to, we got to have a foundation. Anybody out there, folks, if you're out there listening to this and you've built a house before, you know that the foundation is the most crucial part of the home. Right. So you got to have a foundation and that foundation consists of a variety of different types of investments when it comes to the financial space. So, how much of our investment, how much of our portfolio should we have in the foundation? And then we talk about the walls, right? Well, that's where watching HGTV or we go to a dinner party, and we realize we realize our our kitchen or you know whatever's out of date. So we need to change some things. When the walls, that's where we're we're taking some risk, but we're taking calculated risk. We have a good feel of what it looks like. Oftentimes, we're wrapping around you know kind of a proprietary product called Wealth Guard that gives people the ability to know exactly what's going to happen should the market go down. That's another question for folks out there, Randy, and that is this. What happens to your wealth if your advisor gets it wrong? That's a good question, folks. What happens to your wealth if your advisor gets it wrong? Well, we've incorporated technology that actually allows the ability to be the stopgap, so to speak, there on pieces of the portfolio. So that's the walls. And then you have the roof, Well, that's where you're taking risks that no one can really fully control, right? I mean, a hurricane comes through or big winds come through or something happens and you might have some tiles blow off the roof, some things happen. Can't control that, right? So that's the roof. But what does happen is we look at our portfolio in relation to building a house. And what happens, Randy, is I find often it's almost like an aha moment for people because they've never seen this before. And so, you know what? It makes sense. Why would I not have a foundation financially? Why would I not have some money in the walls financially? And maybe or maybe not, they'll have some money in the roof, just depending on their story and their scenario. Now, we dive deeper than that, but it's just a simple analogy that helps people see and get the importance of building out that plan in such a way that we understand why each piece is doing what it's doing, and that's valuable. You're listening to The Wealth and Health
2: Show with Michael Wall. Give us a call. It's 888-511-WALL. It's 888-511-9255. Go online, look at our website. It's leanonthewall.com. There's an awful lot there to go through and find out a little bit about Michael. And if you go to the contact page, you go down to the bottom, it says request a review. And that's what Michael's kind of talking about, getting a second set of eyes on what you're doing right now. If what Michael's talking about right now makes sense to you, it might be a great time for you to give him a call. And let's take some leadership in our financial life. And let's, start building that foundation that michael's talking about we're gonna take a break talk more about leadership we have our ask michael segment where we've got some questions for him to handle and a little later on in the program we'll talk to some folks who are helping young people people in high school and college age become good leaders and how important that is to our community all coming up on the wealth and health show
3: know what the stock market is going to do next week? Of course you don't. Nobody knows. Not even the so-called experts on the financial news channels. The fact is, today's financial environment is more complex than ever, and you need a solid team of professionals to help you maximize your wealth. That's why it's time to lean on the wall, as in Michael Wall, and the team at the Wall Financial Group. They specialize in strategies designed to help you preserve and grow the retirement portfolio you've worked so hard to build. They can assist you with everything from tax and estate planning to wealth. Management, Give them a call at 888-511-WALL and see if you qualify for a complimentary Living Well Retirement Review with Michael Wall. That's 888-511-9255 or visit leanonthewall.com
2: investment advisory services offered through wall private wealth wall private wealth and wall financial group inc are not affiliated welcome back to the wealth and health show with your host michael wall michael has appeared on several national media outlets like fox business bloomberg and cnbc and now back to the show Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall online. Real easy to find us, leanonthewall.com. Go there, find out a little bit about what Michael does. I think it'd be a great use of your time. And give us a call and have a second set of eyes on what you have right now. We all have that basket of stuff that we are going to get around to. Let's not have our retirement future in that basket of get around to it. I love Michael Jackson. I, I don't know oh. how you feel, Michael. Uh, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's a classic. He's uh, he's someone that's been around oh, and uh, now unfortunately not with us anymore. But boy, he I think he influenced the culture of music music in ways that are even greater than than we know at this stage in the game. I really believe that.
2: Yeah, I was on the air doing news talk radio the day that he died. And so I was in a mm-hmm. in a different position. I wasn't a disc jockey on the air. I was an announcer. I was a news talk mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. And I so I put together this big kind of almost like a tribute kind of thing to him. And as I was going through it, I went, holy cow, there's a lot of music here. And it was yeah. just unbelievable. And you think about the videos. I mean, you're right. I mean, talk about an unbelievable. We're talking about leadership today. Is yeah. a, a guy who was out there in front, constantly breaking. Breaking the mold and a leader in the musical world.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, he he really in a lot, you know, whether it, whether it be from stage presence to dance to yeah. songs to he really broke a lot of new territory and, you know, things people never saw before. And really, I think gave a lot of inspiration to new yeah. artists, you know, to come out and and do some of the things that they've done. So that's really what we need is visionaries. We need more visionaries. You know, that's what this country was founded on. Mm-hmm we were founded on visionaries, people that said, you know what, we're tired of the tyranny that we're facing. We're going to go out and we're going to start it. I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, just going out and saying, we're going to start a whole new country. (laughs) So it's just really been amazing the things that have happened uh, from those visionary people. And, And similarly with Michael Jackson, you know, he's, created a kind of create a whole new space. You know, True. would we have Bruno Mars if we didn't have Michael Jackson? Probably not. You know, probably not. So that's that's pretty cool. All right. Now
2: talk about leadership. You have uh, Mm -hmm. gone out there and you have a brand new book out there and kind of sharing with people what your view of what we are in for as far as our, our finances and our retirement, what we really need to know. It's called Retire Once, Retire Well. Tell us a little bit about it because it's brand new to people right now.
1: Yeah, well, it's the second edition, the first edition, uh, Randy, we were blessed having it be a bestseller. And, you know, we, we I just kind of wanted to add some things. You know, obviously, life continues to go on, there's new things to come out. So we wanted to add some new chapters to it. So I wanted to add some new insight, talking about really uncovering some of the things that Wall Street doesn't want you to know. We also got into the importance of stewarding well, how to find the right advisor, you know, just, just the importance of kind of getting your finances in order, whether you're a novice in in finances or whether you have, you know, lots and lots of wealth, it's going to be something you're going to be able to pick up. You know, the other thing that I wanted to do, Randy, is we wanted to make it a simple, easy read, Mm -hmm. just a simple, easy read that people could pick up. It's about 108 pages. So it's not overwhelming. And it's really written conversationally. So it's it's me talking to you, so to speak, as opposed to, you know, reading a novel and, you know, whatever. Also, what I've done is I've allowed for some opportunity where you can make notes. There's places in there because I think the interaction is huge, right? If you can pick something up and read it and feel like and kind of take it to heart. I know a lot of people today are reading books and they're using their, you know, iPads or Kindle or whatever it may be. But I would encourage people, Randy, with this book to actually get a physical hard copy because there's, there's places, or, you know, paperback, I guess, really. But there's places where you can write things down. You just learn more that way. You learn more that way. So I'm really excited what's going to happen with this. I think it's going to be another bestseller. we got, you know, some different commercials coming out. We've had some other people ask us to be on shows and things specific to the book. So uh, people can go either to leanonthewall.com and learn about it, or they can go to retirewellbook.com, retirewellbook.com. And that page is set up specifically for the new book. Terrific. Well, we're talking
2: about leadership today, and we have our guests coming up a little bit later in the show, Buck Martinez and Chrissy Webb from Student Aces for Leadership, talking about bringing young people into a role of leadership, which is so very important. But when we talk about financial leadership, Michael... One of the things that I believe people have a hard time getting over the hump, and that is when you sit down with somebody who's going to help you with your finances, it's almost like giving the leadership over to mm-hmm. them. And, mm-hmm. and that's that's probably a place where a lot of people don't want to be. Uh, they probably are uncomfortable with that and, and, and kind of bearing their financial soul to someone like you. Tell me a little bit about how why it's important, why we need to get over that, and what you've seen in your with your clients.
1: Well, that's a great question, Randy. And that really is something that people struggle with. And and rightfully so. I mean, they're in a situation where that, you know, you're kind of trusting someone or, you know, if they've been in a situation financially, maybe they have a 401k plan and, you know, they've kind of felt like they've been in control. They get to pick different allocation options or stock options or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, you know, they're not necessarily fully managing. There's some, there's a plan there in place to kind of help them with what's available. Or, or maybe they're in a situation where they've had just had another, you know, advisor, another firm or whatever kind of help them. They want a second opinion. It can be challenging. And and so, you know, the how I talk about it really is this, Randy, is I talk to them from the perspective of I, I always want clients or prospective clients as we're talking through this conversation because we realize, listen, we're not right for everybody and not everybody's right for us. But when we sit down and have a conversation in a boutique manner, We are correct for folks out there uh, that we sit down, talk, and we just know it. We're just going to know it, you know, and and that's why sitting down and having the conversation makes sense. But I try and get people to think about it from this perspective. Think about it from your perspective, from your portfolio, as though you are the CEO of your portfolio. You're the CEO. And now you're in a place where, just as if you were running any company, you need to have people in line and in place that's going to, you know, make decisions with you, not for you necessarily, but with you. They're going to provide information to help you make better decisions. So that's where you have a CFO. And if you're the CEO of your company and the CFO is not doing their job, or maybe they're not necessarily bringing in information about all aspects that you need around your company, your finances, whether it be, you know, what happens with your state? What happens with uh, long-term care? What happens to mitigate risk from lawsuits? What happens to protect against, what what measures have you taken to protect against the market? What have you taken to uh, change your risk tolerance? What have you done to uh, change your structure now that you're in a different phase of life? You know, and, We talk a lot about the idea of the doctor and how you would not use a podiatrist to help you with your hip if you needed a hip replacement, right? I mean, just because you need the right specialist. Similarly, you need the right financial specialist. So I kind of help. I try and talk to people, uh, Randy, about the importance of understanding their finances from that perspective as though they're the CEO. The other thing I talk about, you remember back, back in the day, way before my lifetime anyways, you know, when people would plow their fields, but the farmers back in the day, right, they had their farms, they're out there plowing the field, and they're holding onto the plow with two hands. You know, they didn't have all the machinery like we have today. They were actually plowing with a horse and, you know, pulling and plowing the fields. So I kind of use the analogy of, listen, uh, as we plow forward in your future and, and set goals and create goals for your future, you're not necessarily taking your pl- hands off the plow, to the extent that you don't want to, you know, it's something where we're going to kind of just join along with you and give advice and ideas and thoughts moving along the way. So we're going to just help guide along the way. And, and by doing that, they still maintain as much control as they want to have because they're ultimately the decision makers. It's just our job to bring you thoughts and ideas as their CFO. So I think that that allows people the ability to say, you know, okay, I'm not I'm not just going to come in and give up of everything and not have any... Now, some people say, you know what? Hey, I don't want to have to worry about the day-to-day. I want to go live life. I want to go do what I want to do. You know, I want to talk through some things to make sure that I can get to the level and place where I trust you and feel comfortable with what you're doing. But once we get there, I don't want to really have any hands in, in the pot other than reviews when we come back on a regular basis. And that's okay. Others want to have a little bit more active role. So it just depends on the process. But that's what I've found allows them the ability. Because I'll tell you, Randy, a lot of people are in a place where they're uncomfortable and they're nervous financially because they don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, they meet with somebody for lunch somewhere at the Yacht Club or wherever it may be. And, you know, they're talking about whatever, but at the end of the meeting, they're not any more comfortable than they were when they started. And to me, that's not where we want the folks we're working with to be. We want them to be comfortable. We want them to be confident. And the reason is because we've been able to dial in and, and look at it from that perspective.
2: How many times has a client sat down with you in one of those second set of eyes situations says, you know, I mm. got somebody else working with me right now, a really nice guy, really smart guy, but I don't yeah. understand a word he says. <laughs> yeah, They're yeah. talking over my head because they're trying to impress mm-hmm. me. I, I, I just need somebody to boil this down to my level. And so I yeah. know,
1: and I feel like I'm a part of this. We hear that all the time. And I can't tell you how many times after the conversations that we have, Randy, uh, and the meetings that we we have with folks where they say, you know what, I have never seen uh, this type of information relayed in a simple manner. And, I, and I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I'm just saying that's 16 years of time and effort and continually refining how can we relay this information to people in such a way that it makes sense. People don't care and they don't even necessarily always know what standard deviation is, or alpha or beta, or what does that look like, or reserve ratios for different companies, or all of the different things that are out there, the technical stuff, they, they want to know that it's being addressed. But how can we simply relay it? And that's what we've really, really worked hard to do, is simply relaying this information. So that way, it's not just a smoke and mirrors thing. It's a real world thing where they can say, okay, that's, that's what's going on here. And now I get it. Well, and by the way that that's I hear that from people uh, whether they're retiring from a company all the way to people that have sold big companies, large companies, presidents of, of big companies, I hear the same conversation because at the root of it the, the the needs and desires of people are about the same. Now what happens with their future obviously is different based on the dollars uh, but the needs and goals are, are kind of about the same. We're, we're kind of simple at our, at our core, you know I don't want to talk in
2: bumper stickers, but it is so very true. People don't know, don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And, and yeah. I mean, you got to yeah. sit down and That's I right. love the way you say, I'm going to approach this meeting with a blank legal pad. I'm going to approach mm-hmm. this meeting with a with a whiteboard and we're going to sit down and listen to you and find out what you want to do. And then we'll build from there. So, so yeah. very important. Give us a call. Uh, first, go to our website, leanonthewall.com and look up Michael and find out, do your homework, find out what Michael's all about. Give us a call. And if you go to that button there that says contact down at the bottom there's a thing that says request my review we'd love to have the opportunity to just go through that process with you give us a call 888-511-WALL 888-511-9255 well one of the things we do like to do is interact with your questions and we do have a few today we're going to take a look at what is the bucket theory you've heard of that Mm. before and we'll take a look at that coming up next on the wealth and health show with michael wall
1: Hey folks, it's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ's Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com, again that's placeofhope.com, to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Appreciate you tuning in today. Find us online real easy, leanonthewall.com. And one of the things that we would love to have you do is send us a question. You can go to the contact button there, and all the way down to the bottom of the page, it says comments. If you have a question about anything that we're talking about today or something in your life that you'd like Michael to answer, Feel free, ask up, and we will put it right here on the radio. And I've got one for us here today, Michael. Some, and I've heard this around too, the bucket theory. People mm. talk about retirement planning and the portfolio, the bucket theory. What exactly is that? What are they talking about there?
1: Well, they're not talking about uh, carrying buckets of water okay. over to your garden, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but what, Randy, what typically, I mean, there's there are several schools of thought, you know, in relation to that, but the bucket theory is typically the idea of structuring your investments in a variety of different vehicles. So, you know, let's let's just use this as an example. Let's say somebody's got a portfolio of $5 million, just to make up a number, yeah. and they're in a place where they need a certain amount of income from that portfolio. And it might be more, you might have more, you might have less as you're listening out there. The point here is, we'll just use this as an example. So what happens is, you know, they're in a place where they're going to say, okay, we're going to take a piece of the portfolio and put that piece into a bucket if, the, if that particular client needs income. And that bucket, that first bucket is an investment that's going to be designed to create income now. Okay. Maybe that income is going to pay out for five years or eight years or 10 years, just depending on the investment, the structure, the amount, et cetera. And then the second bucket is then going to be designed based on the client's age to then create an investment or have an investment that would then be designed to create income five years from now or 10 years from now. And then that income would then last for another five or 10 years. So now in the first two buckets, we, we're in a place where we have 10 to 20 years of income or our income needs taken care of, okay? And then we have the third bucket and the fourth bucket. The third bucket then might be designed to take care of income 20 years out and and, and so on and so forth. And the fourth bucket might be a bucket that we say, okay, this is an amount that we're never going to touch. And the goal is obviously for bucket one, taking income now if needed, bucket two, a Allowing bucket two, five to 10 years to grow, all right? To then uh, grow, to replace the value of bucket one and create income. And then bucket three and four may may never be touched. So it's the idea of maximizing the portfolio. You know, a lot of people, Randy, are in a situation where they've heard the idea of, okay, just build your portfolio, get a certain level of wealth, you know, retire over a certain level of wealth or whatever. And then when you get that, you know, take 4% a year or 5% a year or 3% a year or 6% a year, whatever the number is Mm -hmm. from the portfolio, and you'll be fine. The problem is when you're in retirement, you have something that is working against you that actually worked for you while you were working, okay? And that is dollar cost averaging. In retirement, you have what's called reverse dollar cost averaging, So what happens is a lot of people, Randy, while they're working, you know, they're putting money into a retirement plan or they're putting money into a a qualified plan or whatever it may be, or maybe the company's doing it for them on a regular routine basis, okay? So they look at their return over time and they say, oh, geez, I've done well, I've done good. Well, part of that is because they've been buying in on a monthly basis. So whether the stock or the mutual fund or, you know, whatever they're invested in in their retirement is up or down, they're investing as it goes up, they're investing as it goes down. When you get to retirement and you're actually stopping your work and you're no longer taking a paycheck from your work, now you're in a place where your investments only make money if the market go up, right? And so now we're in a place where we are facing what's called reverse dollar cost averaging because now if income is needed, we're taking money out of the portfolio uh, instead of putting money in and the market's still going to ebb and flow like it does. So planning needs to change, thinking needs to change, and that's where the bucket theory comes in. Now, one other school of thought on the bucket theory also pertains to taxation, because taxes are, in a lot of ways, clients' biggest expense in retirement and in life. And this is a huge piece, Randy, that we look at, not just managing money, but reducing taxation. I'm a big believer that if we can save 10 to 15 to 20% or more in taxes through strategic planning, okay, that's just like making. 10, 15, 20% of their portfolio. So with the buckets, what we want to do, we have a kind of a strategy where we want to try and reposition assets and move them to what we call the right, which is the idea of moving them to more tax-friendly or tax-favored investments, which allow for a uh, more tax-friendly and tax-favored distribution when we take income, also a more friendly, tax-friendly structure when we when we roll that income. Because a lot of people when they retire have heavily taxed assets, whether it be IRA, 401k, profit sharing, and the like. So it's really, really important that those strategies are enacted on the portfolio, not just, okay, let's roll this and let's try and make X amount per year and we're going to be okay. It's much more than that when it moves into when we move into retirement.
2: So just as a follow up on that, you have these different buckets of money at different purposes and different time frames and different yeah. tax strategies to go along with. Do these different buckets also have different risk levels that are associated with them?
1: Yeah, oftentimes they do. Some are in market, off market, and that's exactly where we get into. As I mentioned before, the financial house, you know, and the foundation. I mean, some of those investments in the foundation may not have any market risk to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we're in a different phase of life. We're in a different phase of life. You know, we're moving into 20 to 30 years of unemployment, otherwise known as retirement, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to think differently.
2: Well, that's one of the reasons that we're here on the show is to answer your questions, whether we answer them just by having the radio show and having great topics or you write in. You can do that by going to leanonthewall.com. You'll see the contact button. Click on that. It'll bring up a field. Ask your question. We'd love to hear from you. Again, leanonthewall.com. Well, we're talking about leadership today, and we're going to bring it all the way back to your kids, high school, college. How do you foster good leadership financially and otherwise? wise in your kids. We got two great guests coming up to talk about that on the Wealth and Health show with Michael Wall.
3: You know what the stock market is going to do next week? Of course you don't. Nobody knows. Not even the so-called experts on the financial news channels. The fact is, today's financial environment is more complex than ever, and you need a solid team of professionals to help you maximize your wealth. That's why it's time to lean on the wall, as in Michael Wall and the team at the Wall Financial Group. They specialize in strategies designed to help you preserve and grow the retirement portfolio you've worked so hard to build. They can assist you with everything from tax and estate planning to Wealth Management. Give them a call at 888-511-WALL and see if you qualify for a complimentary living well retirement review with Michael Wall. That's 888-511-9255 or visit leanonthewall.com.
2: Investment advisory services offered through Wall Private Wealth. Wall Private Wealth and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. My name is Randy Cook. You can find us online at leanonthewall.com. And we like to bring people who are involved in the community and bring to you some really things you need to know about. And uh, Michael, what we talk about all the time here on this show is taking some leadership in your financial life. Well, that starts young, and that's what our guests have for us today, don't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're joined here live in studio with Buck Martinez and Chrissy Webb father-daughter team here, uh, tag team. And uh, first off, I just want to say thanks for
4: joining us in the show. No, thank you, Michael. Thank you. It's a real pleasure to be here today.
1: Thank you so
5: much for having us.
1: Absolutely. And they are, folks, if you've never heard of them, they are actually in charge of student aces. It's a 501c3. It's a nonprofit. And the whole purpose is really to teach and train future leaders. You know, folks, we're coming off of an election season that's just been absolutely crazy, we're seeing leadership in no ways we've seen before. I mean, it's just this whole election season. I love about you guys. This has been crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy. I love the quote from John Maxwell. You know, he says, everything rises and falls with leadership. You know, we were just uh, connected with him the other week and talking about leadership in the country and also why that matters, obviously at a younger level. So tell us and tell the listeners a little bit about. Uh, What is Student Aces? Where did this come from? And why is it important? You don't have to package all those in in one answer.
4: (laughs) Well, let me take a shot at it. About three years ago, Chrissy really challenged me to say, you know, what's the next step? I've been in the energy business for about 35 years and, you know, call it divine inspiration. But at the end of the day, it's uh, for many years, I've been involved with young men and women, uh, coaching travel teams, mentoring young men and women. And what we really saw was this tremendous need for leadership among the next generation of students. So we, we began a pilot program. We started with about 30 young men and women, talked to the different schools. What each of the schools basically told us was that there's a huge gap, that the schools don't really teach these skills, and that for many different reasons, parents don't really have the time or they're not taking the time to really teach these young men and women the values. So we started a program and we've been building off that program. Today, we've got over 200 young men and women in this program. Uh, in Broward and Palm Beach County. And we teach all the different principles and true values that really the founding fathers expected this mm. great country to to have. And mm. it's commanding respect, it's the art of sacrifice, it's earning trust, mm. it's your brand, what's your image. Mm-hmm. So I've had the incredible opportunity to work with Chrissy, uh, father, daughter, team. She's been an incredible mm. inspiration to really put this together. And she's the heart and soul of this organization. So we're going to continue to expand and We've got such an incredible opportunity. And as you mentioned, Michael, you know, we have seen probably the worst of this country through the election. Mm -hmm. And we -hmm. have such an incredible opportunity to take these young men and women and let them rise to the top. And this country can, can really, you know basically learn from what these young men and women are doing in the classroom every day.
1: Yeah. Let me ask you guys this question, and then I'm going to pivot to you, Chrissy, with a question. It's interesting. I had the opportunity, and I've spoken to some different schools and different things, students as well, colleges primarily at this stage in the game, and I love the opportunity when we do that. But one of the things that I've seen as we look at the country, look at business, look at the field that we're in, wealth management, whatever, it seems to me, and you tell me what your thoughts are, it seems to me, you know, everybody talks about the fact that Tough times, tough times, tough times. And we do have tough times for sure. A family structure and the family Mm -hmm. unit is not the way it used to be, definitely. But I kind of believe that if kids adopt these principles, the leadership principles, the foundation, the roots of where our country started, Buck, as you mentioned, I almost kind of feel like it's easier for folks to, as you said, the cream rise to the top Mm -hmm. because there's such a generation of people that are not willing to kind of put in the extra effort. Would you agree with that? Or what are your thoughts on that?
5: Absolutely. The whole idea is to train these students to go back into their schools and that's how you're really going to develop Mm -hmm. this this new generation of leaders because all of these kids, you know, I I feel as though this is one of the strongest generations
0: that we have
5: um, given the right tools and it's how you define leadership, right? So, Mm
2: -hmm.
5: you know, a lot of different organizations when we were looking into this and doing a lot of research before we started what we found was that there was a lot of field trips that you know, or one day conferences, but nobody was really diving in mm. to the leadership. So mm-hmm. we have these students once a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excuse from school and they all meet together. So, have so like, they
1: come together once a month.
5: They come together once a month.
1: And how does, uh, how is the conference held? Or what, talk about what do you actually do in that in that meeting or what does that look like?
4: So basically uh, these young men and women for the most part are nominated by their schools. And we, we in essence take, try to get a random sample of, of young men and women in all the different schools in the area. So they come together once a month, and it's a it's a full day of school. Mm. So they we have breakfast at seven thirty, and they're excused at at two o'clock. We never have mm. charged a, a young man or woman to be in the program. Mm-hmm. It's it's totally free, totally free, mm-hmm. and the rationale for that is we want to reward the, yeah. be, the right behaviors. So they come in and. The, the program is based on values, mm-hmm. so and it's based on a lot of interactions. So yeah. the last thing these young men and women need is more lecture. Yeah. So they have the opportunity to work together. We put them through a lot of very difficult case studies. They mm-hmm. work on issues mm-hmm. such as the respecting the flag or, or issues that relate to the things that affect them in today's world. Right. And to give them a basic understanding, but not basically resolve the issues for them. Mm-hmm. So what you see is 200 Let them struggle young men, through. Absolutely. Yeah. 200 young men. And then we pepper them with some incredible leadership tips. So we'll bring in leaders at a national level mm. to speak at a different class, not to necessarily to lecture, but to talk about their mm-hmm. experiences. Mm-hmm. So whether it's business leaders, community leaders, you know, we've got individuals like Chad Jenkins, who lives mm-hmm. right here in our backyard, mm-hmm. and he was a quarterback at Army, yep. a Ranger, a Quantico, Valedictorian. I mean, these are the type of folks that are willing to give up their time for these young men and women.
1: And what age is, I mean, obviously as young as possible, right? I know we have four little children, and, and Cyrus is our oldest. He'll be nine in November, and then we got the youngest, it's is five and a half. So we're, we're gap, Not quite like uh, Daily K's crew, but <laughs> we're close. But my question is, obviously starting young is important. What what type of access do you guys have through student aces with the schools as far as the age to start? That schools say, hey, you know what, this is viable. Let's start this here at this. Is this high school or is it junior high? It's, what are we looking
5: at? It's high school. We we recommend sophomores and juniors mm-hmm. for the point being that they come back as seniors as coaches. Oh, So then okay. our seniors become our facilitators. Yeah, mm, and love then, that. And then our students are actually doing some projects with the younger. Mm-hmm generation. So when you're talking about middle school, some of our girls are going to be going into different middle schools and talking about self-confidence and mm-hmm. eating disorders. And mm-hmm. so there's, you know, teaching these leaders to lead basically. So those kids will go out and be your disciples in in, in leadership. Yeah. Values-based leadership. So so we start sophomores and juniors and then senior year, they're coaches, they go off to college with the we keep but we have an alumni group. We keep in touch with them and the idea is that they come back to this area for economic development. And get jobs in this area, know what's available to them. They're interning in the meantime as well.
1: So you're plugging them back into the community. And, folks, we're talking with Buck Martinez and Chrissy Webb. They are the founders of Student Aces, Student Aces for talking about leading kids and the importance of training them. we got to pause for a commercial break. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this. Hey folks, it's Michael Wall here, just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ's Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities, and it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people. Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time.
2: Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. You can find us online at leanonthewall.com. Give us a call if you have any questions about what's going on on today's show. We'd be happy to put you in touch with the right people. Sit down, talk with Michael. It's 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. And we have with us today Buck Martinez and Chrissy Webb from Student Aces4Leadership.com talking about building leaders for the future. And Michael, I was just wondering, you know, when we talk about kids... Obviously, social media comes up, and what you are doing right here is putting people together face-to-face. It's so easy right now to type something out and hit send and let the chips fall where they may. You are actually bringing people together face-to-face. Tell me about what that, what you're seeing there.
5: Social media is a huge issue for these young men and women. We deal primarily with athletes, so it's one of my soapbox issues, and, and I, I check all of these kids' social media Because at the end of the day, they represent the ACE brand, which is Hmm. um, our brand, and so we're very particular on how you know the students represent that. So you know, I tell them to count to ten before they post, so that they think about the the. Because anybody can find anything, whether the politicians say it or not. You know, (laughs) Snapchat can be recorded; Mm -hmm. they can find it on Instagram. So think before you post. Yeah, and use it for good causes you can go to se- several athletes you know I always tell them to look at the athletes that are doing it. if you go to JJ Watts page you'll never see anything negative on his page it's all little kids how he's impacting the other you know the next generation and and when you go to some of the other ones you see stuff that's horrible and mm. and, and you have to think about is your do you want your little brother or little sister looking at it do you want your mom do you want your grandmother do you want your grandfather mm-hmm. um, and that's what we that's what we tell these students so it's a big it's a big discussion point. And when we're talking about these kids in our classroom, you know, a lot of people feel that they need to walk on eggshells around these kids and things can't be discussed. We bring it all. We, we have every issue that you can imagine is brought to the table from the Syrian refugee crisis where these mm. kids are solving that to abortion issues to mm. different issues that are, you know, that they're scared to talk about because people don't want to discuss it with them because of the, the times that we're faced with. Today,
1: So how long are the kids in the program? What does that look like? I mean, what happens after high school? Are these kids, you know, I, I know you said about student leaders and them coming back and coaching and all that, which is awesome. You know, I love, uh, I was connecting with uh, Tom Mullins the other day, you know, CF, and he talks about the importance of leading like a coach, right? People don't want necessarily to be led all the time, but they want to coach. They want somebody to encourage them and push them forward and not pull them back. And these kids I hear you saying are actually going back and coaching other kids, which I love. What happens though after 12th grade? Is there a vacuum there or what's the need? Yeah.
4: Michael, let me take a step back. So so Student ACES, ACES stands for Athletics Community Education. Okay. So the genesis of the program was to basically take where do you believe leadership can be best exemplified, right? So it's even though uh, there are many other pockets where leadership can be exemplified, you always think that on the athletic field, obviously in their community and obviously yeah. in the classroom. However, as we've gone through this, we've, we've we've got young men and women that are in the arts. They're in the music mm. that have shown tremendous amount of leadership. Wow. So they're phenomenal. So we we brought this now community of young men and women.
1: So it's not just sports.
4: No, it's not just sports okay. now. And the beauty of this is we start the program by asking the young men and women, who are you? And they <laughs> say, my name is Michael Wall. I am a soccer player. Uh-huh. And then we say, no, that's what you do. Yeah. By the end of the class they'll tell you, I am Michael. Well, I am a compassionate, I'm a generous Mm -hmm. leader. Mm -hmm. I am an individual that is ethical. Mm -hmm. So they begin to walk the the, the walk. Mm -hmm. So what happens is they go through this one year program Mm -hmm. and the one year program hits on all the different values that we basically bring to them. They do a lot of case studies in the program. So Mm -hmm. they have to deal with the interaction face to face. Mm -hmm. They debate, they have to have rationale for what, you know what they discuss. It mm-hmm. can't be a, a social media that basically goes out, right? Yeah. They have to get in front of somebody and say, let me tell you why I believe in this. Yeah. And we've, we encourage them to talk to their mm. parents. So as part of the program, we also have community events where they have to serve the community. So now they're practicing the learnings and the teachings mm-hmm. in the program.
1: Putting it physically to work. Right. Yeah. So
4: we, as Chrissy mentioned, we usually have sophomores and juniors. And the rationale for that is once you go through the program, then you are going to go back into the school as a senior. So what we now have is the ability to inculcate those behaviors in, in the school for a whole year, in their program, in their athletics in their music. And then we provide them a one day leadership program on coaching and mentoring. So they understand how to facilitate and how to coach. So now you've got all these great coaches in the program. And then when they go off to college, we encourage them to start their own in essence, branch where they go out in their community and go to the high schools and the junior schools and begin to teach their brand.
1: I see. So, so go to when they're in colleges and in that area, don't forget what they've learned. But then the teaching goes to how can I communicate with kids in college or excuse me, in high schools and stuff. How about college for the college team? Is there a desire
4: to continue that there or not sure yet about that? We would love to. I think part of that is scaling as we scale the organization. I mean, I think the general philosophy candidly is, is We're here to serve, not be served. The true leader is about serving. That's right. So if you can drive that behavior and all these young men and women, they truly understand to turn that whole leadership model that is being preached today in many different activities upside down. Yeah. Instead of being about me, it's about me serving others and influencing others. So that's, that's kind of the whole principle of the program is to teach these young men and women that there's a huge world out there that they can truly influence. Yeah but it starts by you giving back.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I know, you, Chrissy, you wanted to touch a little bit about social media and some other things and the importance of that.
5: Yeah, and I, I think in addition to what my dad was saying when you were talking about going into colleges, we did develop a program when we were looking at, you know, a lot of the students would come to us and say, I'm the captain of my team, This situation, we'd get texts. I mean, I, I'm with, interacting with these kids 24-7. There's not a time when they can't reach out to me. So we developed a captain's program. Mm. So how to be a team captain wrote a captain's playbook that my dad wrote and it's out mm. now and that's handwritten. You can write in the journal, so on and so forth. So it's,
1: so it's interactive. It's interactive mm-hmm.
5: going back to handwriting mm-hmm. things so that you learn. Which different.
1: is almost a lost art today, right?
5: Say <laughs> so, like, what in the when world? You, when you learn, when you write, you learn. Yeah, it's you do. It's a different form of learning. Right. Um, so that's out now. So what we've done is for instance, back in April, we had over 300, we had 250 Mm. team captains of their sports from um, Palm Beach and and Broward County Mm -hmm. um, in one setting for the day. It was a captain summit. Mm -hmm. Did it in in Miami. Um, We'll do it again here. So our goal is to have six of those over the course of the year. Cool. So that's another one of the uh, spinoffs.
4: So so Michael, part of what we're trying to do is figure out a way that we can increase the bandwidth and touch. I mean, we have a very aspirational Mm. goal that is to touch every kid in America in this age group. So people think, my goodness, how how are you going to do that? Well, there's a couple of things that we've begun doing. We wrote a book. It's called Building Blocks of Leadership for Young Adults. The Mm -hmm. book uh, is out. It was actually endorsed by Dr. Ben Carson. Mm -hmm. So that is a book that talks about the principles of sacrifice, respect. It talks about ethics, work Mm -hmm. ethics predominantly. Mm -hmm. We're excited about that book. And it's, it's basically a simple guide for these young men and women to follow these principles. And we followed that up with what Chrissy just mentioned is captain's uh, playbook. Mm -hmm. So if you're a a player on a football team, baseball team, soccer team, whatever, you're given a playbook and you're Mm -hmm. expected to understand the plays and everything related to it. Mm -hmm. This is a leadership playbook. So a coach can hold you accountable to the right models and behaviors that a leader is intended to do. So that playbook is now out too. And the intent of that is to, for every team, every musician, every, you know, every situation that requires a team scenario that you would have access to that book. Yeah. And then we're going to be coming out with another book soon, probably first quarter next year. It's called straight talk. Yeah. So straight talk deals with the kind of things that people feel uncomfortable talking to these young men and women about. Mm -hmm. So it's about the power of attitude. Mm -hmm. It's about difficult issues like self-esteem, self-discipline. Fiscal discipline, which mm-hmm. is right up your alley. Mm-hmm. We would love to talk to you more about that. <laughs> and then it talks about some difficult issues in society like domestic violence and mm-hmm. drinking. Mm-hmm. So it's not a judgmental book, but it's a guide to basically say, look, if you want to be successful yeah. and if you want to, in essence, you know, lead the life that you're intended to be as a leader... Follow these principles.
1: It's well rounded. It's, it's well rounded. Well, we gotta, we gotta jump off and move to the next segment, but we're joined here again by Buck Martinez and Chrissy Webb from Student Aces. If you want more information about them, go to Student Aces for F-O-U-R. F-O-R. Oh, that's why I couldn't that's find cool. See, there you go, folks. <laughs> so you got to get, you got to make sure you get it right. So, student Here I am trying to find it, Chrissy. I'm like, where is it at? It's coming, Sorry. not up, not up. So, we're talking about the web. So, there you go. So, student aces for leadership. If you missed the first part of the show, go to leanonthewall.com, click on radio media. Uh, this will be archived. You can listen to it. Maybe what we'll do, I know you got an event coming up in January. February. February. Uh, so, if it's okay with you guys, I thought it might be kind of fun to have you back and awesome. maybe even potentially Thanks, have, I don't know, maybe we can get a student or something too. Yeah. Love to have. Just to kind of tell the story.
4: And, and, you know, and, and you've got an incredible young person sitting right behind us here who's our junior advisor. On OK, board.
1: we'll have her dive in then, too. So that'd be good. Well, thanks for joining and us save today. Save
5: the date. February 10th. Abacola, yeah. Celebrity kickball game.
1: February 10th. 10th. You hear that, folks? February 10th. Again, go to the site to check it out. And uh, guys, thanks for joining us today. Thanks Thank so you,
4: much Michael. For having you us. got an open invitation to play at the kickball game.
1: Ah, that mm-hmm. sounds good. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll, be there. I'll be there. All right. Thanks so much. <laughs> thanks. Well, folks, thanks again for joining us this week. I'll tell you, you know, each and every week, again, the goal is to share thought and idea to help you live well in any economy and in life and really improve what you're doing. So if you have questions, give us a ring, 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. Or reach out to us online, leanonthewall.com. If you have a question, you want a second opinion on your wealth, or you just have a question that you want us to share on the show, we'd love to hear your feedback. Reach out to us, and we'll look forward to talking with you next week. Here's to living well in any economy. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with
0: Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. And to find out more about Michael and the Wall Financial Group, Head to leanonthewall.com.
2: Investment advisory services offered through Wall Private Wealth. Wall Private Wealth and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated.